We have a special episode for you today. We're going to interview Brian Meza, who is our executive director of PetroCare, is a charity arm for Petra. You're going to hear a lot more about that. But before this interview happens, I wanted you to see a video about what PetroCares is, because once you find out about it, you're going to want to be involved. Our vision is rooted in the belief that education should not merely be a pathway to academic success, but a gateway to self-discovery and personal growth. At Petra Cares, we understand that the journey of these remarkable young souls hasn't been easy. Many of them have faced unimaginable hardships, loss, and uncertainty. But we believe that every obstacle can be overcome and every adversity can be turned into strength. Our vision is to create a ripple effect of change in the lives of these young adults. As they grow and succeed, we hope they'll carry the torch of kindness, compassion, and resilience into the world, touching the lives of others and inspiring positive change wherever they go. We strive to ignite the fire of curiosity in each child, encouraging them to dream big and equipping them with the tools to turn those dreams into reality. As we celebrate these graduates today, we are reminded that they are not just students, but resilient warriors who have embraced their past, learned from it, and are now stepping into a brighter future. This is Petra Cares. Welcome to Wheels, Deals, and Meals, where we talk all things good food, good business, and good cars. And now, here is your host, Arnold Gasita, founder and CEO of Petra Automotive Products. Let's roll. Today we got a great episode. I thought it would be, you know, as we are entering the uh, Christmas season and, and with everybody just thinking about what is important in life um, I thought it would be great for us to sit down with the executive director of PetraCares, the uh, charity arm of, of Petra Automotive Products, and just talk about the incredible success that this program has had. And in the forefront of that success is obviously the executive director of PetraCares, Brian Meza. Brian, thanks for being with us. Boss, good to be here. <laughs> well, you're the boss of PetraCares. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Good to be here. Hey, um, what a year. What a year. It's been. Yeah. How many kids have now gone, I know we're going to have the graduation on Friday, but at the end of this year, how many kids have graduated from PetroCares? Yeah, so our first class, we saw four graduate. In our second class, we saw seven graduate. This class will be eight. Eight. So in total, so we, have we have 19, 19 graduates. So. 19 lives yeah. were changed. That's right. A lot of people may not know this, so I'll, I'll quickly go through some statistics here. Petra Cares brings in foster kids that are exiting the foster care program. So if you were in the foster care program, never got adopted for whatever reason, you reach 17, 18, 19 years old, you either graduate, you get a GED, but you're out of the program. 90% of those kids will not go to a college. They want out. 
They don't want Big Brother looking at them. They want to go out on the streets and do their own thing. 80% of those within three years are in jail, dead, or homeless, and the life expectancy is 23 years. Now, not only foster care kids that are exiting the program, right, so teenagers that are exiting that program, but also young adults that for whatever reason are homeless are all part of that family and that group and those uh, types of statistics. What PetroCares does is we go in and get those kids that qualify and we bring them to Petra and we teach them in a seven weeks course how to become a technician and our wonderful and great dealers hire them and give them a career. Now, Brian, remind me, if, if, if one of these kids were to not go through this program and happen to end up in, in jail, the taxpayers pay how much a year? Yeah, that differs per state, but um, anywhere More from one, yeah, 180 to 200,000 here in Texas. Per person per, per year. Per person per year when you add in all the costs of staffing, build out costs and, and, and feeding. So, and so we know that 80% will end up in one of those three categories, right. right? So 33.3% would end up in jail mm -hmm. based on those statistics. Mm -hmm. So if you got a $200,000 bill and 19 kids that graduated, roughly six kids or so could have ended up in jail, which would have been a $1.2 million tax bill to the people in Texas per year. But thanks to God, your work, our donors, we take those kids, we love on them, you love on them especially, you have an incredible tolerance and patience, <laughs> patience for these, these kids. And if they grab on and take this, in seven weeks, they are a tax-paying citizen making around forty-five, fifty thousand 50000 a year with, with benefits on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. So you're taking the, you know, one element is the, you know, the, the money that, that is, is uh, not going to the prison system, right? But they're putting money back in. They're, they become consumers now. Now they're going to become, you know, car buyers and homeowners. And every one of our kids, Arnold, they, what they want most is a family. And so at the end of the day, what we're really doing is helping the put together, put, re-put back together the the fabric of the the family of lives that of kids that that are in our program that's really what we're doing we're helping them literally turn their lives around because they're going from not knowing in 7 weeks where am i going to stay where am i going to live who am i who's you know who's my support system we give them all that we put them in a great paying job and you know they become productive citizens in society you know, you said something that's very important because, yes, we make them productive citizens. They get money. We change their life. We give them purpose. They want a family. That's right. Right? They haven't had a family. I think, and correct me where I'm wrong, if you didn't get adopted by the age of 10 or so, the chances are you're not going to get adopted. And they typically go from house to house or housing place every yeah. two years or so. If you're not adopted by the age of 12, 10 or 12, um, you have a slim chance of ever being placed. And it's at that point, the statistic comes in where uh, the life expectancy is 23 years of, of age. 
That's, so that's incredible. Yeah, and most of the kids that we deal with are those kids that are in what we call supervised independent living. So as you mentioned earlier, they they can opt out. Um, some of these kids opt in, and they're part of a state-run program called SIL, Supervised Independent Living, and they are required to either be in school or have a job, and they can stay in a home until they're 21. But in, after that, it's they are truly on their own. So all of our students are in that, we're in that, that space where we can really help them navigate and, and mold them into, you know, um, becoming people that not only can get a job, but can hold a job. That's, that's what we do. We, like this week, we're doing life skills. We have right now a vice president of Regions Bank uh, teaching our kids how to open up a checking account, teaching them how to budget, teaching them, you know, financial literacy. Um, we're, yesterday we talked about job preparedness. Tomorrow we're talking about goal setting and and um, uh, conflict resolution. So we do life skills on top of all that they learn academically so, to put them in the best position to succeed. We tell our kids, give us seven weeks and your life can truly change. Not many people can, can really say that that is something that can happen in a relatively quick uh, time period. That's that's what separates Petra Cares from other programs that have these long, you know, uh, uh, programs. The problem is with that, a lot of kids can't see very. They can't see past their nose, really. They can't see what the future is, and so the state will often say, "Hey, what do you want to do?" Well, the the thing that they their path is college, right? But a lot of our kids, as you mentioned, they're two and three years behind academically their peers, right? So. That's a far-fetched, you know, pipe dream for a lot of these kids. But we put them on a fast-track program with Lone Star College. They get two college credits. Our kids that have graduated have two college credits. Um, it's it's unbelievable. So they can continue their education if they want. We've wanted. had three of our kids. They they're getting jobs. They're working during the day, and they're now going to night school. That's great. I mean, that's great. That's the that's really the the program. Operating think, on all cylinders. Yeah, you pun, know, I, 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 unintended. And 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 Petra Cares offers these kids today everything but housing. I know there's plans in the future, but today, yeah, we really cover yeah. through our donors everything that they need: transportation, help with money, um, um, books, the tuition, yeah. uh, uniforms. We get them a job. We're there. We're their HR placement firm, you know, That's and we're the support because I know that they call you even after they graduate mm -hmm. and they're working, you know, with, with different uh, comments or questions or things that they needed advice on. You know, yeah. we truly are, again, thanks to God and thanks to our donor and the work that you do, changing people's life and generations to come. It, it's so, I mean, we can sit here and spit out statistics all day long, but if, if people could just see, and I've said this before, I see the class when it starts, and I see the class when it ends. When the class starts, you're like, wow, we're, this is gonna be interesting, right? Because these kids have never had anybody love on them, never had anybody hold their hand, guide them, and, and with no ill intent, lead them to something that's gonna bless their lives. But at the end of seven weeks, these kids are, got it. 
they feel it. They either made it or they didn't. They feel it. They love it. They're they're ready to go. They're excited. Their whole demeanor and even the way they speak to you changes from the day one when they came in. They have confidence now. They have confidence. They believe that they can actually achieve and do something. That's right. You know, um, I, I also, you know, I, I know we had, because um, we partner with Lone Star with the professor and the teaching of the class and the curriculum, um, and I know we had Linda, who who is with Lone Star in here, so the national average, so foster kids that are actually adopted, have parents, loved on, the national graduation rate is 2%. 2%, that's it. Actually less than 2%. <laughs> so less than 2%. Yeah. But our graduation rate is... 60%. Six. Why, why do you think that is? Well, you know, I think the, the thing that... Um, that gives us such good success, and we don't toot our horn on it, but you've made a commitment, we've made a commitment to really remove every obstacle that they have in front of them. And they ask us, why do you pick us up? Like, our ride program is unprecedented in the whole city. When we tell people that we offer them rides, they about to do a backflip because that, because they, people understand that these kids have no transportation, right? So we feed them every day for lunch. That is unheard of. We give them a stipend, $150 a week if they're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for seven weeks because they have nothing. <clears throat> and so we're committed to removing all of those obstacles. And they ask us every time, every one of these kids, Arnold, will ask me privately. They'll say, why are you guys doing this for it? Why do you do, nobody does this for it. Why are you, and it's simply because we love them. It's because Petra, I tell them, we care. We truly care about you. I realize that, you know, a lot, we realize that a lot of them, they don't have that sort of a background in history and a lot of people have failed them and a lot of people have let them down. And for all intents and purposes, we're the next people to let them down, but we don't. We, we like to say here that, you know, a, a, an empty gas tank, a flat tire is the difference between success and failure. And so if we can remove those obstacles, that gives them the, the, the impetus. And as you mentioned, little by little, they start to become confident. They start to believe in themselves and, and, you know, I'm so thrilled. Our, our our recent class, we started with ten, and we have eight. We're at eighty percent on our recent on our on our current class. So eighty percent graduation. And so we have sixty percent graduation, and what percentage of placement? So fifteen uh, out of the nineteen total, fifteen are working. We'll be working. So that is what eighty five percent around there, placement. So yes, we have 60, just under nine, Yeah, sixty percent graduation rate mm-hmm. compared Com- to a two percent or less correct. than two percent national rate. And the national rate, the two, the 2% that graduate don't get placed, we place them and we're at an 85% or so placement, placement rate. That's right. We are changing yeah. people's lives and generations to come for sure without a doubt. Yeah. You know, if somebody's looking at this and wants to donate, what do, who, what do they do? Yeah, on our website, we have a, a, a donate now button. We have plans in the fall of 24 to go to Galveston. And um, we heard from a judge out there, a family court judge that says, hey, we, we're hearing of the success of your program. What can we do to get And that's Petra because we Cares? work with family court judges here in Houston. That's right. Judge Andell's been a big advocate for us. And um, 
We, in fact, we wouldn't be doing this without Judge Andel. Yeah, he's the one who slapped us around and said, and, "Yeah." And so people are, you know, Senator Betancourt, uh, Paul Betancourt here in, in in Texas. He he was just he just did a site visit, you know, with us, and people are the words getting out. We're 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 uh, we're, we're poised we, to grow nation, and, nationwide. People are noticing what Petrikers does because, mm-hmm. like you said a minute ago, nobody does what we do. No, first of all, you got to care. That's right. You have to love. Before you do anything, you got to care and love and want to make a difference, because these kids will read through fake faster than they, anything else. They know fake people, so you got to really care. You really want to do something. Crash course, place them in a job. Take every obstacle out. We handle everything but housing and place them. Nowhere in the U.S. is there a program like that. Um, Not only do you work with the kids that are exiting, but with housing agencies, with courts, Mm -hmm. some kids that have been in trouble, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. that nobody else is given a chance to, Mm -hmm. we give a chance to. That's right. And our dealers give a chance to. That's right. When they hire them. Yeah. You know, and so now you got the 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 Galveston court system asking us for to come in. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna you're planning on going there. It's part of our budget for next year, mm-hmm. and then Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I talked to um, the facilitator, Brady Schmidt, uh, in Los Angeles yesterday, and he says he's waking up at night. He said, Arnold, I promise you, I wake up every night excited about what's going to happen. <laughs> wow. And and um, so so we're excited that so Petrocares, which originated in Houston here, grows to Los Angeles, grows to Galveston next year, and we'll continue that movement because we're going to have this everywhere in the nation. Yeah, this is a this is not just a Houston problem, nationwide, uh, anywhere from twenty five thousand to thirty thousand youths age out of foster care every year. It's it's the biggest epidemic in our country that nobody's talking about. But we're, we're like Judge Andel said, it's not sexy, but it's it's if you want to change lives, this is how you change lives. Yeah, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is how we can really change the generation. I love your phrase, changing generations to come. But this is this has this has real tangible impact in a very short amount of time, and it's it's the kids get it, and we've got a waiting list already for our January cohort. That's great. So yeah. we got to grow more. And so we're going to add a, a for the girls. We're going to add a nursing right. component right. as well. Right. So we're just getting started, yeah. and we're excited. Yeah, because it's we started out in Houston as automotive, but next year we're expanding to automotive and nursing, uh, assistant nursing, um, to open up that net even wider and help more people and continue to grow. I mean, yeah. this is every year more and more grow and grow and grow. The problem is out there. Um, this was not our idea. This was a God-given idea. Right, we were going down a different route. God sent some people, slapped us around. We did a 180. Some people say, "How'd you come up with this idea?" I literally say, "Well, it wasn't my idea. That's how I came up with the idea. It was a God idea, and then everything just fell in place from that point on." Um, and again, I want to say this to our sponsors, donors: um, you trusted us in a theory and in an idea because it was a God sent idea. Now it's a proven idea, and we blow every national statistics out of the water. Um, and we appreciate your continued support, giving to to Petricares, you know, sponsoring Petricares. Um, we cannot do this without you, and the program just keeps growing. So so keep giving, and we'll keep 
letting you know, you know, how, how great your, your money is doing and how it's, it's changing, uh, it changes, changes lives. Um, so it's, it's fantastic. Um, Brian, before we go, tell us a little bio about you. Who is Brian? Where'd you come from? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Don't say Mars or... <laughs> uh, L.A., might as well okay, say Mars. might as well say Mars. Well say Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but we're coming to L.A. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm a born and raised um, a minister's son, fourth generation. Uh, Dad's still the senior pastor of our church out in, in Los Angeles area, California. And uh, I moved in 2009, took a job with Young Life. Um, I was helping them develop ministry in a, in a Latino context for the region. And uh, shout out to all my Young Life people out there. Uh, and then I was asked to be on the board of KSBJ, and so we did that for a while. And then I served as the GM for NGen Radio for a few years. And then, which is part uh, of which the KSBJ is, family. Which is how, yes, which is KSBJ. Um, and which is how we, we met each other. Well, so, we met in Young Life. In Young Life, yeah. right. I brought you in, and, and you've always been a generous uh, supporter of everything that, that I've done. And, and you said, one of these days we'll work together, and that day's come, you know. And so uh, in Houston, and, and we're just uh, to the moon, man. That's, that's what yeah. I feel about it. And we have a phenomenal board. Yeah. That is just, it couldn't get any better than that in every angle. Again, just got to put the right people, right? Attorney, yeah. bankers. Oil and gas. I mean, just the right mm -hmm. people on the board to to get this running. We've had great partners, you know. Woods Edge, obviously the church that I go the to. Christian it, Brothers. Christian and, Brothers, a phenomenal, yeah, you know, sponsor, and uh, and the Met Church. Yeah, you know. So Brian, I want to know what is your favorite car? The car that Brian wants in his garage. Uh, I would say an orange Hellcat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like that car. <laughs> now that I've seen it up close and personal. No, I think my favorite car, um, I would say it has to be my first car. My fir the first car I ever had, um, it was a gift from my uncle, and it was, a, it was a 69 El Camino. White, tan interior. And I, the, I brought that to school my senior year, man, and it was the coolest thing. So I, I love. I put a sound system in the back. It was had the original rims and all that. But I, me I you were like a lowrider. No, it wasn't lowrider. I w that wasn't my thing. But I feel like you should have the George Lopez song playing in the background. <laughs> Low rider. No, um, I love the I love the old El Camino. Okay, so what, of all the places you've traveled, what is your favorite place to travel? My favorite place is is Maui. Maui. I love the the people, the food, the color, the pace. Um, it's it's unfortunate what happened, you know, with the fires and, and such. But man, hopefully they can rebuild that place. Just Lahaina is one of my favorite places. It's it's beautiful, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure it will be beautiful again. I mean, yeah. it's hard to take away nature. But um, did you ever go to the road to Hana? We didn't do that. No, that was one thing uh, we we did not do. That is the most craziest ride. I have never been so sick in a car in my life. I hear it's you. something like. 50-something, one-way bridges, something like that. Um, it's insane. It's insane. Hey, what's your favorite food? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, if I had, if I was on a desert island and I had to have one thing, I got to go with my roots, man. I got to go with rice and beans, Mexican food, man. Mexican food? Mexican food. Not Tex-Mex. Not Tex-Mex. Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a West Coast guy, so, yeah. Uh, 
Tex-Mex is, it's, it's good. It's just not what I'm used to. Bro, I love Tex-Mex. It's, <laughs> it's the best food. Well, I look, I love ne original Ninfas. I mean, my you know, understanding, my understanding is Jesus loves Tex food too. <laughs> Jesus loves Tex food. <laughs> I think so. But you guys, you know, Houston is is uh, famous for inventing fajitas. Not correct. Not correct, a lot of people correct. know that. No, it is Ninfas here in Houston invented fajitas, and Houston. It, I mean, Houston has, in my opinion, some of the best food in the country. Totally. Agree. I've traveled everywhere, and everybody has their nice little places, but Houston. I mean, I went to a place yesterday. Didn't even know about. It's been here for 22 years, and it was incredible. You know, it's just a great, great culinary, culinary place. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good, man. I, it's, you know, I'm glad that uh, we can talk about your lowrider life, <laughs> your years in Maui, and Mexican food, non-Tex food, West Coast Mexican food. Thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for this program. I can't wait to interview you next year and talk about all the stuff we've done next year and all it's the plans for 2025. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thank you, Arnold. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. You too. Thank you for listening to Wheels, Deals, and Meals, your main source for all things good and fun, business, food, and cars. If you like this episode, make sure to rate us and subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please leave a message at the link below. Till next time, happy eating.